Xbox passes a major milestone as it continues to climb the ladder inside of Microsoft. Happy Friday, friends. It is Friday. Hopefully you had a wonderful week. I certainly did. I did. Uh, yeah, it, was just a, it was just a good week. January has come. January has gone. And we're into uh, February, which is my least favorite month of the year. It's just, it's just everyone, you got to have a least favorite month. And for mine, it's February because in the Northern Hemisphere, it's just cold and gloomy and it's just the middle of winter. And uh, it's just my least favorite month. So, you know, if you get a birthday in February, my apologies. It's just not my favorite month. But... We are plowing through, heading closer to spring. Spring is my favorite time of the year. So either way, uh, super fun week this week. Microsoft dropped earnings, which means it peels back the onion layers of what is going on inside the company when it comes to financial earnings. And that's going to be a big focus of today's podcast. So let's just dive into the details because Microsoft, my friends, made a lot of dollar dues. Now here, uh, at the top level, Microsoft brought in 62 billion, that is B with a billion dollars in revenue, that is up 18%. The net income, which is the amount of dollar dues that they put into their bank account at the end of the day, was 21.9 billion. Now the highlights that uh, I've tossed up here on the screen, if you're watching the video version, but I will enunciate them for you, are kind of like the key things that I find most fascinating at least. So Windows revenue increased 9%. Xbox content and services revenue increased 61%. Uh, Microsoft 365 consumers subscribers, so consumer subscribers to Microsoft 365, 78.4 million. And device revenue, which is effectively Surface brand, dropped 9%. Now, we got to dive into this Xbox numbers a little bit because as you may be aware and you're an astute listener, you know that Microsoft closed that nearly $70 billion transaction of ABK. So Xbox hardware was up 3%, which is interesting because that aligns pretty much what we had heard that December uh, was actually a pretty decent month. Now you're saying, Brad, 3% being up hardware-wise is not great. But you have to remember, my friends, this is comparing year over year. Fewer people are typically, well, I shouldn't say fewer, you typically only sell one console to one person. And so the fact that a year later after the release, right, the release is several years now behind us, but a year later they were actually able to increase that volume is actually pretty significant. So that means Microsoft had a really good December, uh, or I should say, say the end of the year or holiday shopping season when it comes to hardware. And so that ended up being a very good month. Gaming revenue was up a massive 49%. That is a huge jump for gaming revenue year over year. But as we know... ABK made up a, a good portion of that. In fact, we know exactly how much. So 44% of that 49% increase was ABK. So which actually means year-over-year year gaming revenue is up flat uh, on a flat or continuing basis would be 5% if they didn't have ABK. Content and services, which again, I will remind you is what Microsoft says, please judge us by, was up 61%. Uh, but 55% of that was ABK. So again, roughly, what is that? About 6% of content and service revenue is related to that ABK. And so uh, the very massive and very important milestone inside of Microsoft that is worth acknowledging here. Now, granted, this comes because Microsoft bought ABK, which you can't ignore, 
but gaming is now Microsoft's third largest business. And you're gonna say, Brad, third largest isn't that big of a deal, but my friends, it is bigger than Windows. So Xbox is now bigger than Windows when it comes to revenue generating entities inside of Microsoft, which is significant, right? That, that gives them much more leverage and saying like, look, we're a bigger dog than Windows. We should get priority when it comes to certain assets and attributes inside the company. So that is, that is huge. Now, you can't ignore the fact that Microsoft bought its way to victory like that, right? They bought, they spent $70 billion to become bigger than Windows, which doesn't always sound great, uh, but we all know that this is a long play and that Microsoft is really, really, uh, really digging in its heels on the gaming and the entertainment side, and they think the gaming is their way to do it. Now, Satya Nadella had several interesting comments uh, related to it, and there's a huge blurb on the screen, but I'll, I'll point out the highlight here. He says, this quarter, we set an all-time record for monthly active users of Xbox, PC, as well as mobile, where we now have, check this, 200 million monthly active users on the mobile, in inclusive of Activision Blizzard King. With cloud gaming, we continue to innovate and blah, blah, blah. Uh, the number of hours streamed increased 44% year over year. There's no fine number there, so that's not as exciting. But 200 million monthly active users on that ooh, on that mobile side is significant for Microsoft. And if you don't understand why, it's because think about how much money Microsoft spent trying to get Windows Mobile and Nokia and everything else to get those mobile users. And by acquiring ABK, which we all know they spent a bunch of money, but still, they got 200 million monthly users. Now, Amy Hood, Microsoft CFO, uh, says gaming growth is they expect to be in the low 40s with 45% of net impact from ABK. Uh, Xbox content services growth to be in the low mid 50s or 50 points. Uh, impact from ABK. So they're basically saying that looks like it's going to be a little bit flat. And then Xbox hardware revenue will decline year over year. That's not all that surprising again, because think about what I just said about the holiday shopping season. Uh, but it looks like the the ABK growth is going to be pretty flat. Uh, but obviously overall, Microsoft will be up uh, quite a bit. Now, New things that Microsoft also released on the Xbox side, since we're on that flavor, if you will, are new Vaporware controllers. And I don't care what anybody says, that controller in the top left corner will always be known as the Mountain Dew controller. It is Mountain Dew, and I'm not taking any other opinions or suggestions at this time, my friends. But either way, they look great. Microsoft, uh, with this Vaporware collection, of, I shouldn't call it Vaporware, Vapor controllers, Vaporware is another term, but not related to these, because these things will actually ship, and you can ply them, you can ply them, buy them and, and hold them. Uh, they, this is, they've released a line of this stuff, so I'm guessing that these potentially sell a little bit better than your standard just like single colors. And hey, I you know they think they look great. I'm not gonna go buy any. That's not my jam. Uh, I stick with my Elite Series Two. But either way, they, they look nice. They look nice. If that's your thing, I'm sure that they will be great and whatever. Now this is the the massive uh, quiet win for Microsoft, if you will. And, and quiet might be a mischaracterization of this, is Power World, right? They have 7 million players on Xbox. 7, 7 million. Like, that is, that is a, a <laughs> that is blowing up in the best possible way for Microsoft. Now, the interesting thing about this is somebody who's probably out there saying, like, Microsoft is so cutting and kind and, and smart and creative, and they knew that this game was going to be a massive success, and that's why they did this deal. Um, I think this is more of, like, the Microsoft just got really lucky right now. Luck is a combination of being prepared and having the knowledge of nowhere to place your bets, right? Microsoft brings a lot of these games on day one launch of Game Pass, and it, but it just so happens that this time around, right, 
rather than uh, being just a good game, they found that they, they got real lucky where this one just blew up. And I am almost certain, I think it was in South Korea, they were already doing ads. Uh, saying like, if you want to play Power World on the console, you can play it with Xbox, and that's the only place you can get it, at least on a console, I should say. And it, it's probably dragging up uh, the overall revenue because, according to Microsoft, Power World has been uh, played by more than 7 million Xbox players, and it is the biggest third-party launch in Game Pass history. Now, Game Pass launches are limited in quantity because they are limited to Microsoft and, and they're qualifying that with third party. So we don't know how that compares to first party launches, but still like, hey, that's still an accolade that Power World should be happy about considering that, I don't want to say this came out of nowhere, but this I think the success really blew people away uh, with how well that this game has done. Now, on the maybe not so great side for Xbox and Team Microsoft is what's happening over in Europe. Now, there was there's this whole ambition by Microsoft where they want to join, uh, they want to put out a third-party marketplace that will work on iOS, right? They want to become the, the, the mobile game store. And Apple did exactly what we would expect Apple to do. They really dug their heels in and created a model that, yes, technically they abide by the laws of the EU, but the way that it works is not very advantageous, and it doesn't... It's one of those things that it dictates and it aligns most likely, I say most likely because I'm not a lawyer, but it aligns with the letter of the law, but not with the spirit of the law. If you're not familiar with that dictation, uh, the TLDR is the letter of the law is like literally what it says. And the spirit is like what it was actually trying to accomplish. What it, the EU is actually trying to accomplish is, a lot, is open up the iOS platform to third-party stores, but Apple found creative ways to apply fees to these apps and services that... Eh, yeah, it makes it just a non-viable option. So Apple wins that sort of in that scenario, and uh, Spotify came out and like was like, "Hey, Apple, this isn't cool," and they were real public about it. And then Xbox joined in, like saying, "Hey, look, we agree because obviously Microsoft wants to launch that store, but Apple is being a pretty big jerk about it, uh, kind of as expected." So. You know, that's, we kind of kicked off with the gaming news instead of the tech news, but that that's sort of the gaming news in a nutshell, my friends. But there is more to talk about on the tech side. First off, uh, Teams had a pretty rough week. It, it, it started last Friday after the podcast of Fred recorded. Uh, teams tipped over and took a little dirt nap for a while. I shouldn't say dirt nap. Dirt nap would suggest that it was not functional at all. It was functional in a way that you can send a message, but the other person would not receive it. And then that carried over. I don't know if it's related to what happened on Friday, but we would kind of make the guess that it is. And Monday, uh, most of Monday, there were also issues popping up as well. Now, other things, uh, Stack Counter is saying that, hey, look, Windows 11, I believe, hit a new market share high of about 27%. Which, yeah, like, is that a good number? A two More than two years after the release of Windows 11? I don't know. Um, I, you know, kind of thinking not because, hey, Windows 10 is, well, it's not really ending. We should, it's very much worth pointing out that this might be part of the reason why Microsoft has said, look, we will extend support uh, for consumers, which is I'm almost positive for the first time, granted not for free. And so, you know, this chart kind of says it all that with 27% of uh, and again, this is sampling. This is not perfect, and, and how you measure things always matters. But roughly speaking, somewhere twenty-seven percent uh, looks like devices are running Windows 11, and a much larger percentage is running Windows 10. And 
other things here the OneDrive app is getting the beauty refresh if you will so the OneDrive app uh, especially for people on the audio is getting going to be a lot less blue uh it's a much more modern to me and maybe this is an appropriate way to describe it but this is how i describe it, it feels softer and less harsh if you will and it i don't i don't know if fluent is is an appropriate way to describe this because i don't know if it if it fully really aligns with that but it's it matches the windows 11 aesthetic and things that we have seen previously. And it just, it, I, I personally am in favor of the new look. I think it looks more modern. I think it looks like a nice refresh. And that is rolling out now, as uh, I believe, as we speak. So, on to the questions of the week, my friends. So, I'm going to kick it off with, oh gosh, Tim Gore. Timothy Tim, Tim, Gore, I think it's how you pronounce it. Cannot pronounce it either way. Brad. What is the deal with all these games maybe going to PlayStation 5? What This makes me not want to play Xbox anymore. Okay. Uh, okay. Let's... So we've heard Sea of Thieves, and I think some information leaked out this, uh, like, through no joke, like t-shirts, or maybe there might have been promo images that were data mined, that really suggest that Hi-Fi Rush is going to, what was it, Switch? and PlayStation, and it's going to be a shadow drop, I think, is actually what the images have found. So it's not really a shadow drop if the images leak out. But either way... Uh, I've done a video on this a few weeks back, but it was sort of like the Xbox exclusive is kind of dead. Um, and I don't, I mean that holistically from an, an eternity standpoint. I don't mean like limited time exclusivities is dead, but like, let's think about Hi-Fi Rush, assuming we'll make the assumption that it is going to the Switch. We'll use that as an example. What I believe Microsoft's new strategy is, granted, they're the th third largest entity inside of Microsoft. They are under the gun to grow revenue and margins. They have to figure out how to do this. You don't get to spend $70 billion of shareholder money and not get a generated return and a hockey stick growth. So Microsoft's got to figure that out. And what do they do? Well, they take these titles and put them on other platforms and hey, bada bing, bada boom, you've got money generating entities and IP assets. What I sincerely expect Microsoft will be doing for, eh, for the going, going forward when they think they have a title like this, it'll, it'll most likely still be Xbox exclusive timed exclusive is what I would expect. Potentially, what, about a year? Didn't Hi-Fi Rush shadow drop like a year ago? Something like that, if I, if I remember correctly. It was around this time, I believe. And I think that might, that might be Microsoft's strategy. Look, we're going to launch a game. It'll be on Game Pass Day 1. Uh, Xbox gets the first crack at it for a year. And then after that, we'll bring it to other platforms. And that's, I think, the new model. And if you're going to say, Brad, it makes me not want to buy an Xbox. That's fine. I I, I don't think Microsoft's going to be too upset as long as you still buy the game. And I bet there are still titles. Like Halo going over to that side would feel a little icky. But we don't quite know really what Microsoft's full plans are here. At the end of the day, the thing to keep in mind is that Microsoft's a company out to make money and Microsoft needs to make money. And that's their goal. They're a public company and Xbox will still get exclusives through a time. I think they will be mostly timed exclusives. And if you're going to jump ship to PlayStation, well, I got bad news for you over there. Really, if you're going to jump ship, just go get a PC. That's going to be your best bet because we already know PlayStation games are going to Steam as well. So... You know, I think the I think the concept of a true console exclusive, or the fact that a company would only sell exclusives uh, on its own platform, I think that is fading away just through the necessity of it's expensive to build games, and companies need to become more sustainable. So there you go. Uh, Rafik says, "Hi, Brad. After including autopilot, uh, autopilot, copilot on all of its products, what's the next big thing?" Will Microsoft do on its AI road? I, okay. So Microsoft is obviously shoving AI into literally every corner of everything. So I actually think that we're not done seeing Microsoft shove AI into everything. That is, we are far from that. 
what I do think we will start to see is Microsoft a bit of de-emphasizing how this all lays out. Right now, they're like AI and notepad, AI and paint, AI and everything. And at some point, it feels like Microsoft will find another name and terminology for that. Like uh, they won't call it AI. They will have some sort of like your consumer graph, which is something that Microsoft likes to do. It's a very Microsoft terminology. And so what I believe we will start to see is that sort of a pivot, if you will, at some point, because you can only use the word co-pilot so many times and AI so many times before it starts to get diluted in what its actual meaning is, right? AI and notepads, like, what does that even mean anymore? Uh, we all have a, in my opinion, we have a basic idea that when uh, when a company says we have AI or we have Copilot, right, we're thinking of like a chat-like interface tool. And maybe we start to see that evolve a little bit. Microsoft is uh, going to show its cards here, what we believe, sometime around June, right, with this this update that is coming that is AI. And then from there, it'll be interesting to see how they continue that narrative about this. This is something I watch very closely because I find it fascinating. We've already seen Microsoft pivot once. And if you don't remember it, it's because it used to be called Bing, right? It used to be Big Image Creator. Now we have Copilot Image Creator. And I'm curious if we'll start to see more sub-brands start to melt away. And so that Microsoft sort of aligns around like, what is search? Is search Bing or is search Copilot or is storage OneDrive or storage SharePoint? Now OneDrive SharePoint might be a bad example. so I. I'd pull back on that one a little bit, um, but Microsoft's going to find new ways to leverage that Copilot brand to try to improve other assets, but they got to be careful that they don't dilute the entire experience. Ooh, Sean, Chandra, Sandra, Chandra, I think it's Sean, Chandra, Sean, S-E-A-N-D-R-U-R-D-Y, Sean, Chandrudy, there, we'll go with that. It says, Brad, when is Microsoft going to announce its spring Surface event? Uh, typically, it's like, although they have recently been a little further out. I, it's usually, it used to be seven days. They used to give you an invite seven days before things went out. Uh, now it's been like sometimes two to three weeks a little bit out. So ex expectations if things happen in March, we're not going to see something until at the end of February at best. And Mr. PKI with two a double dose of questions this week. He says, why do people not like the free Outlook that replaced, I can tell you, that replaced the limited Windows app? It seems to be better to me, but what is the largest loss of functionality? For me, and I haven't used it in a bit, so maybe it's been updated. The largest loss of functionality for me was uh, keyboard hotkeys, like shortcuts, right? Being able to jump between inboxes was the thing that was driving me nuts. Also, the switching between folders was exceptionally slow, probably because it's complete, mo I think it's most a web app and it was just very slow to move between uh, inboxes and folders within an inbox and that drove me nuts and so i had to i gave up on it because of that because like if i can't hotkey over to different folders like i can in other apps that really breaks my workflow and mr pki says it is groundhog's day does that mean we will see another Teams outage? Ooh, Mr. PKI coming with the daggers for the Teams outage. Hopefully not. Hopefully that Groundhog, I, I can never remember, doesn't see its shadow. And so then it's whatever. I want less winter. Um, although I would be, I would take one more good snow. We've only gotten here in Cincinnati one decent snow so far. I would take another good snow. And then sunshine and flowers need to start coming because that uh, spring is my favorite time of the year. You know, I like yard work. I like being outside. And so... There you go. There you go, my friends. That wraps it up. That is that is most of this week in a nutshell. Uh, lots going on in the world of Microsoft and beyond. And as always, my friends, make sure to keep it subscribed here because the only BS on this podcast is me.